0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics in Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network, for the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews. Fresh one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, Alicia Malone with Scott Movie Mance and the Schmoes know, this is Profile. in-depth spotlights on the greatest filmmakers and artists in motion picture history.
2: Hello, Hello, profilers!
1: Profilers. Boy, does
2: it feel good to say that. We are back. This is going to be a profiles to remember. This is one for the books. In more ways than one, I would say.
0: Yes, we've been waiting for this, and it ends up being a bit of a celebration, because Mats is back. Back! And even though he's down a kidney, he still looks like a full man. This
2: episode, <laughs> we started shooting this episode, I had two kidneys, <laughs> and I'm going to finish it with one. You won't
0: be able to tell. No one will be able tell to the tell. The difference.
2: <laughs> yeah. But this is our 40th episode. This is a very, very special person that we're spotlighting today. Yes. And when we decided to spotlight this amazing, legendary actress, we just looked at each other and said, why didn't we do her sooner? Of course, we were talking about Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. What is it about Sigourney Weaver that makes her literally a legend
0: she is the queen of sci-fi mm. she's got such an iconic uh, character which she created with ripley who's still the uh, the strongest most badass female totally hero badass. we've seen in <laughs> action movies she's also done a lot of great comedy she's done a lot of drama and, and she's just a really intelligent elegant woman
2: Delicate, intelligent, and... She can
0: play ball busters. She can play nice, lovely ladies. She's great.
2: She's great. She's a trailblazer. She is a game changer because of the way she developed Ripley. The way that character became such a a game changer for women, Mm -hmm. girls in film. Hashtag Mm -hmm. girls in film. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But to this day, action heroes, like even Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow, people were comparing that character to Ripley, especially in the first two films, and especially the second one, Aliens. Exactly. But she's also an actress, you know, it wasn't just Ripley, it was Diane Fossey from Gorillas in the Mist. And even though by that point in her career, the late 80s, she could have just insisted on playing lead roles, but even if it was a supporting role that was strong and had a lot of depth, she did it, she knocked out of the park, she stole the movie.
0: And we love our Roger Ebert quotes here, and he said... <laughs> that the same woman could appear as a science fiction icon and the star of a movie about political torture, talking about Polanski's Maiden, is remarkable. And she's also starred in the highest grossing movie of all time, Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Amazing. And we, we have not won.
0: Not, Not two, two,
2: but three yeah. very special guests, which on their own individually would have been big, big gets for us here on Profiles. Definitely, but leash for us to have them together on this show Amazing. is another reason why <laughs> this Profiles is one for the books. And as far as as far as the way Sigourney Weaver took on the role of Ripley and sort of her take on the reason why Ripley became such. a a great character. And Mm -hmm. in terms of women, strong women in film in general, this is what she had to say. It was really interesting. She goes, the main way to have a good woman action hero is to forget that she's a woman. Mm -hmm. What was great about the Alien movies was that they weren't really about Ripley. They were about something else and Ripley bought her humanness to it.
0: Yes, I totally agree. And I can't wait to talk more about those movies as (laughs) we go along. But right now, should we get into it without It's a Wonderful Life?
2: That sounds like a Wonderful idea, Alicia Malone. Roll it! Hit it!
1: <laughs> Susan Alexandra Weaver was born in New York City on October 8, 1949. Her mother, Elizabeth, was an actress, and her father, Sylvester L. Pat Weaver Jr., was a pioneering television executive at NBC. Weaver changed her name to Sigourney in 1963 after the character of Sigourney Howard and F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. She started acting while attending Stanford University, and in 1974, she earned her Master of Fine Arts degree at the Yale University School of Drama. After doing some stage work, Sigourney Weaver made her feature film debut in Woody Allen's 1977 classic Annie Hall. She was on screen for a total of six seconds as Alfie's date outside the theater. But just two years later, she scored the role that would change her life as Ripley in Ridley Scott's sci-fi masterpiece. Bigger movies followed, like The Year of Living Dangerously, Ghostbusters, Aliens, Working Girl, and Gorillas in the Mist. Weaver was nominated for three Academy Awards, two of them in one year, for 1988's Working Girl and Gorillas in the Mist. She won Golden Globes for those movies and was nominated five other times, in addition to being nominated for three Emmys.
0: Wow! Wow, it's impressive. It's very impressive. I mean, that her, double Oscar nomination in the same year is amazing. And, and, and
2: she won the Golden Globes for those characters. Yeah. So she didn't get the Oscars, but she got two Golden Globes the same year. I think it was like the first time like that ever happened for a woman—a Golden Globes. But still, I mean, she rocks. Huge.
0: She rocks. Yeah.
2: So my question for you
0: is: Is
2: first time? You're right. Your 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 first, you're first blood, blood for Sigourney Weaver.
0: It, uh, I think it was Ghostbusters because I must have watched Ghostbusters when I was really young. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing it quite a few times with my friends, with my family, not in the cinema, not in a cinema, no. And <laughs> I didn't actually go to the cin- cinema till later. And I, yeah, it, it wasn't ever a regular thing when I was young. It was all on VHS mm-hmm. and all like with friends at sleepovers. And I, I loved Ghostbusters as everyone <laughs> did. <laughs> sure. Such likeable characters. But I also remember seeing her in the year, uh, of Look, living dangerous. dangerously I think that was actually at school because it was directed by Peter Weir also starred Mel Gibson Aussie
2: Aussie Aussie
0: Aussie 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 <laughs> so I think it was part of our curriculum that That's we right, had to right. watch it Aussie <laughs> Aussie Aussie what about you?
2: mine was Alien yeah and uh, shocker Did your parents
0: take you to the cinema? my parents took
2: me to see uh, Alien in Fears <laughs> wow in,
0: in 1979
2: and of course what I remember the most about that movie is the chest busting scene but uh, uh, the the, the fact that she was the only survivor yes you know that she was the only one and it, it didn't take it took me a few years later to realize that it was a horror movie in space mm-hmm. you know like it was a year after halloween and it's basically the same movie but you know mike myers is
0: exactly an alien <laughs> exactly yeah. it's funny it's it's similar to the way i saw Spaceballs before star wars remember there was a moment oh, in space balls wasn't there when the Chestbuster Buster comes uh-huh. out and is like, hello, oh, my baby, baby. Hello, hello, my, my honey. honey, hello, my rock, girl. <laughs> and it wasn't until I finally saw Alien when I was a bit older that I was like, oh, that's oh, where it's from. I expected to come it. out with a little top hat on. Everybody loves the <laughs> Michigan ride. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into our fast five, shall we? Yeah, got coming so in at number five
2: is, is... Are you the key master? <laughs> Who you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters! And
0: by the way, people watching live on YouTube right now, many people's first blood was Ghostbusters. And quite a few people said that Holes was their first Holes. Sigourney Weaver movie, which I forgot that she was in. 2003,
2: I think, Yeah, that right? makes Man. me feel old. Oh, jeez. That was their first blood? <laughs> yeah. Woo. Wow. Woo. Well, this was uh, June 8th, 1984. Yep. Directed by Ivan Reitman. One of two Ivan Reitman movies in our Fast Fire for Sigourney Weaver. Cost $30 million to make. Box office domestic in 1984. $230 million. Was the second highest grossing movie of 1984 behind 1984. You know
0: I'm terrible with dates.
2: Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) Beverly Hills Cop. And you have t shirts for both, don't you?
0: I've got Beverly Hills Cop too. Oh! There you go. <laughs> but I also have Ghostbusters. Um, Yeah, it also was nominated for two Oscars, for Visual Effects and Best Song, and it's the number 28 in the AFI's list of 100 movies, 100 laughs, 100 years, whatever that one is. The top 100 comedies, it's number 28. And this was really seeing Sigourney Weaver in a new light because yeah. we'd seen her in action films, dramas, and this, she gets to show off her comedic side, even though she is kind of the straight person, to right. Bill Murray's character, and he is straight but he does his Straight comedy, so well. But she also got to show off a very different side of her uh, possessed side.
2: Zool. Zool. There is no Dana, only Zool. And
0: man, she looked sexy <laughs> and yeah, glamorous. She did.
2: Just so beautiful. Well, beautiful think about in that it. role. She got to play two roles in this movie. Yeah. And uh, you're right, as Dana, she was like the the the, the straight person compared to everyone around her, particularly Maria. Yeah, she was Marie. going
0: through some real stuff with the fridge.
2: And then, boom, when she becomes Zool. Like, yeah. Wow, she was hot. But uh, this movie, you know, I just watched it again, obviously. uh, uh, And it's a movie that I would watch uh, uh, time and time again anyway. It is so funny. It is so original. And it's just brilliant.
0: And how excited are you that she's going to be appearing in the new Ghostbusters? It's awesome. I think that's so great. I'm sure she's not going to be playing the same character, but it'll be a nice little nod to her. Um, Ebert, Roger Ebert said about this movie, we probably have the same (laughs) quote here, the movie is an exception to the general that big special effects can wreck a comedy. Rarely has a movie this expensive provided so many quotable lines. Why do you think Ghostbusters is so popular and remains
2: so popular? Partly because of that. Part because of the theme song. Again, you, you have this, this concept that I mean, the way the movie plays out, they're like the Keystone Cops. You know, the score for the film sounds very much like it came from, like, a Keystone Cops kind of yeah. movie. But, you know, the four very dynamic personalities. Very
0: different personalities. Very, very different. Yeah.
2: And then you have Sigourney Weaver. And she
0: holds her own with all those comedy legends.
2: You know what else? I, and it hit me just after, because I, I was spending some time in in New York. This is a very New York
1: movie. <laughs> yes. The
2: New York is a character in this film. Like, for example, when they, they shut down the, the system at the Ghostbusters headquarters and all the ghosts are released. I love that image of all the ghosts like flying around the skyline, flying around the Empire State Building yep. with that score, that music. It's very, very cool movie. <laughs> yeah. It holds up exceptionally well. It's fun. Uh, you know, this, the, the, uh, Uh, The special effects are great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they still look good.
2: The New York Times, in their review from 1984, said, Miss Weaver looks great and shows herself to be a willing comedian, as well as an excellent foil for Mr. Murray. And uh, uh, the Newsweek, David Anson said, Everyone seems to be working towards the same goal of relaxed insanity. Ghostbusters is a wonderful summer movie.
0: And now uh, we're going, oh, we should read our things. I've almost forgotten how to do (laughs) profiles. That long. It's like Uh, riding a bike. (laughs) Yeah. Britton Dowers says about Ghostbusters, I love Ghostbusters and would watch it constantly as a young kid. This is my first blood, but I rarely made it past the scene where Sigourney floats on the bed. It would always freak me out and I would have to turn it off. Seems silly now. She turned in such a witty and heartfelt performance in a movie with a ridiculous concept. The movie does not work without her great performance.
2: Okay. Okay, so
0: now we move on to what I was going to say.
2: What were you going to say?
0: Right stuff. Right
2: stuff. What do you got?
0: You can guess. <laughs> which I be, couldn't go past the uh, scene.
2: Is it get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Mine too. That oh. gets a high five.
0: It's such a great scene, and not just because of that line which she delivers with such vehemence, but the fact that it is mother against mother. You know she's taken on this maternal role, yep. protecting Newt, and then she goes up against the alien queen who's trying to protect her babies, her eggs. I think there's so much leading up to that, and to see her in that ear, 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 suit, oh, it's awesome.
2: When when that door opened and you saw her in that thing. And it was a throwback to the beginning of the movie yeah. where she put it She's on like, she I goes, do where do you want this? Yeah. And he goes, well, right over there. But it was, I mean, that's James Cameron. James Cameron's screenplay is brilliant. But that scene, everything that you just said is right on the money. And I remember when I saw that movie in theaters in 1986, it was the week I graduated high school. So you were five, four? Five, <laughs> yes, <laughs> five. Wow! <laughs> but yeah, so I just remember when she said that, Everybody in the theater went, "Yeah, yeah!" It is still, it is still a rousing moment. I watched it on the plane back from New York, mm-hmm. and I was just like, <laughs> "Like, wow, this is this yeah, has to be the right stuff." All leads up
0: to that because up till then she's kind of running away, and this is where she really takes control. Yeah. So it has to be the right stuff.
2: Proactive,
0: proactive. Well, all let's right.
2: be proactive and take care of some business now.
0: Oh yes. This, this is, is very, very important,
2: ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> everyone watching and listening to Profiles. Please support Malone and Mance and Profiles by going to iTunes and subscribing to Profiles and rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Those ratings and reviews on iTunes are so important to us. That's actually where we get the best feedback, and it's how we actually stay alive. Yes. Also, go to YouTube.
0: Dot com slash slash popcorn popcorn talk talk network Network.
2: and make sure you subscribe to that. Share profiles with all of your film friends Mm -hmm. and make sure you have those film friends share it with their film friends. You want to make Profiles go viral. That's right. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, which is Profiles with Malone and Mance. Like our Facebook page. We're 4,900 likes, just 100 likes away from the magic number 5,000. Woo! Just about a year after we started this thing. exciting. That's exciting. So exciting. Five thousand is a nice round number. (laughs) So help us get there. Go to Profiles (laughs) with Malone and Mance on Facebook. Like it. Join in on the fun. You can join in on the brackets and And definitely let us know the comments. Let us know what you like about these movies. As you can see, we read them on the air. Mm -hmm. And definitely... Follow us on Twitter. Here we go. At Alicia Malone. Yeah. At Movie Mance. At Alicia Malone. At Movie Mance. Pause. At Alicia Malone. <laughs> at Movie Mance it is all about the pause. You didn't get the pause removed. No. Did I you. got the kidney, not the pause. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Well, let's um, go forward to our fast five number four, which is... All of you
4: wish to go to the ship? Yes, we wish to go to the ship. You see, we work together. Or
2: not at all. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. This movie is brilliant. I love Galaxy I Quest. I was going
0: to say, Mance, I bet you love Galaxy I Quest.
2: I love this Because movie. isn't this
0: kind of an unofficial Star Trek film? <laughs> it's so
2: unofficial as a Star Trek movie. <laughs> That at, at a big Star Trek convention in Las Vegas in 2013, you were probably there. For. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ranked all of the Star Trek movies from best to worst, and Galaxy Quest showed up as the number seven best Star Trek movie really? of all time. It, it's that That's much amazing. of an impact because you know what's great about it? Just it, it, the fans. save the day.
0: They know more than the stars. Uh, I really like that concept, and I love how meta this movie is. Totally. Um, It's very clever. Yeah, a lot of nods to Star Trek, even if you're not a Trekker.
2: Trekker, yes. Trekker. Said the right word. Um, Then you still get it, like
0: kind of the Kirk foo and and all this stuff. Yeah, with the shirt shirt off. Oh my god, you get it! You get it. I get it. Yes, a little bit. she gets it a little bit. But it's a really funny film. It's become a cult
2: favorite. Totally has. And this movie cost forty five million to make. Made nine to one million domestic. Not bad. Feel like it should have been a much much bigger hit. It came out on Christmas Day, nineteen ninety nine. Directed by Dean Pariso. Nine nominations from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. One win for Tim Allen. It is. It's fun. Yep. It's clever. It's got a. A big, big heart.
0: Yeah, it's It's never give up, never surrender. Never surrender. surrender.
2: I mean, like, you know, when the aliens are... Or when the bad guys are beating up the good aliens, I mean, you feel bad for them. Yeah, you're really, like they weren't just like a punching bag that you're supposed to laugh at them. Like you, re- you really felt for them. And again, uh, of course, Sigourney Weaver has the best line of the movie. <laughs> yes, where they're supposed to go through that thing, and she looks through, and it's yeah. and She goes, "Well,
0: F that." Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the and DVD, even that device is really funny. Cause yeah. It's like every movie, every sci-fi. <laughs> You know, show will have that kind of thing.
2: Well, uh, Sigourney Weaver, in terms of the fact that the movie was good but not great in terms of its box office, Sigourney Weaver said, I don't think DreamWorks knew what it had. We never did an overseas tour, and I never thought that it was one of those movies. Uh, I really thought it was one of those movies that you could show all over the world, and anyone who'd ever seen a show like Star Trek would love it.
0: And I I love her character because she's kind of the, the token female character. A little bit sexy, a little bit of an airhead. Uh, She plays that so well, and it is the 180 degree, like flip side, completely different to Ripley.
2: It totally is. And that's why
0: she wanted to play it. And
2: she also loved playing the character so much that when the filming was over, she got to keep the blonde wig. (laughs) She kept
0: the wig. I want to give you a quote from uh, George Takei.
2: Okay. Ooh, my God.
0: Because I know you like him. It says, about Galaxy Quest, I think it's a chillingly realistic documentary. (laughs) I do believe when we get kidnapped by aliens, it's going to be the genuine, true Star Trek fans who will save the day. I was rolling in the aisles and Tim Allen had that Shatner-esque swagger down pat and I roared when the shirt came off and Sigourney Weaver rolls her eyes and says, there goes the shirt again. (laughs) How often did we hear that on set? (laughs) Oh
2: my God. That's cool. I I feel enlightened right now from you reading that quote from George Takei who played Sulu (laughs) on Star Trek. That is amazing. (laughs) Uh, By Grafthard's Hammer, that is a fantastic movie. Ben Kramer says that Galaxy Quest was my first blood for Sigourney Weaver. Surrounded by a stellar male cast, Sigourney has, uh, as usual, stands out with a strong female character with a sense of humor that adds so much to a fresh and clever parody of Trekkies, that's Trekkers, and other (laughs) sci-fi fanatics. Hashtag, never give up, never surrender. Hashtag <laughs> Film Geek. Hashtag for profile, profile for Life. life.
0: The Rhine 9 on YouTube says, Galaxy Quest is a citizen cane of oh, sci-fi movies.
2: It's oh, <laughs> not the know, first time you're going to hear that analogy you know, during this yeah, show. You're it,
0: never that down. Christopher James says, I've been watching Galaxy Quest on cable. I'm not sure, but this is probably the hottest Sigourney Weaver has ever looked on screen.
2: <laughs> That's one of them.
0: It's one of the few times, yet.
2: Yeah. Well, well, we're, we're sort of like moving along at a steady pace with the show leash because we have not one not not two two, but three big guests our first guest we talked with earlier much earlier yes director ivan reitman the director of ghostbusters and another film in our fast five which we'll get to right after this what a pleasure what an honor and really what a fun interview director ivan reitman roll it and joining us right now on the phone, we are honored and thrilled to be joined by Ivan Reitman, Yay! the director of Ghostbusters and Dave, two movies in our top five. Ivan Reitman, thank you so much for joining us on Profiles. We are talking about the great Sigourney Weaver.
3: Yes. Uh, pleasure pleasure to be here.
0: And she is great, isn't she? I mean, she can do drama. She can do comedy. She can do action. What do you think it is which makes Sigourney Weaver such a talented actress?
3: Well, she's as smart as they come. I think it starts with the brain. She has great talent. She went to the Yale Drama School, but um, she's smart. And by the way, most people don't know this, but at Yale she was known for her comedy, yeah. and she um, uh, she was she worked with a director now a director and writer named Christopher Durang, and they worked on these. Extraordinarily funny plays, very early in her career. Uh, so uh, I didn't know this until I started working with her. But from her very first audition on Ghostbusters, I knew we had our we knew I, we had our Dana Barrett.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, what was, it, what was it about that first audition for Ghostbusters? Because up to that point, you know, she had done obviously Alien and Eyewitness. She dabbled in comedy a little bit with uh, Deal of the Century, but I mean, Ghostbusters right. was a was a, a trailblazing, groundbreaking movie. It was so original. What did you? What was it about her that made you realize we, we've got our Dana, we've got our Zool? <laughs> well,
3: as she strode into my office to talk about playing Dana Barrett, almost one of the first things she said was, "You know, I read the script, and I think." I really do think that Dana should become a dog. She should really be possessed. <laughs> and because she was not. In the, and then she proceeded to get on all fours on my coffee table <laughs> Alex, uh, to the moon. And I said, okay, this this lady's up for anything. Wow. And, you know, it was a great idea. I remember calling up Harold Ramis, uh, my co-writer on the film, and saying, you know, uh, Sigourney Weaver, you know, the woman from Alien, she just came to my office and talked about being possessed I think it's kind of a good idea let's look at the last act again and we actually changed the script based on her idea
0: wow wow
2: and that she did impressive.
0: such a good job as well because she kind of had to be the the straight person against uh, Bill Murray how game was she on set once filming started to to really go there with the possession scenes
5: <laughs> well she was told
3: totally, she was totally confident and I thought you know if you think of the ghostbusters as the March brothers then <laughs> You know, Sigourney Weaver was Margaret Dumont, you know, this great, classy woman, which is what Sigourney is, really intelligent, uh, kind of high society, just naturally, and she had the wherewithal to stand up to them, on top of which, there's a lovingness to the way she looked at them. She was never bugged by them. She always sort of had, it was never condescending, but there was this confidence in her that uh, made her extremely likable, and... Also made the ghostbusters very likable, and their yeah. relationship with Bill when he first comes into her apartment and you know starts twinkling the piano and <laughs> you know points that sort of squeaky thing at her and <laughs> he deals with it in, in the most sort of easy and comfortable way. I just thought it was just it's going to be wonderful, and it turned out to be very wonderful
0: oh yeah.
2: Well, while you were making Ghostbusters, I mean, it, I remember when I saw that film. I was 15 years old. I grew up in Philadelphia, and I saw it with a bunch of my friends, and, and we just were over the moon with that movie. It was just so original, and it holds up so well. Obviously, you know, they're doing a female version of it now, And uh, but while while you were making this movie, like, was there a point when you all looked at each other and went, okay, we've got a hit on our hands, or did you just not know? <laughs>
3: No, we were pretty. We were a pretty cocky bunch.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I, I I've often said that the first time I saw, and it was a, a day before we started filming, that we were doing some pickup shots, and it was the first time I actually saw all four Gus, Ghostbusters in their outfits in full regalia, just sort of um, running down Madison Avenue, and there was this shiver that went up my back, and I said, "Wow, there's something." There's something here. And, oh, so great. Um, you know, as a director, I tried to play it very, very straight. Um, made it very naturalistic, even though these extraordinary things were going on. And and what happened is people really got sucked into the movie in a really wonderful way. Mm. They took all the scary stuff really seriously, and it made the last that much bigger.
2: Well, in between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for three Academy Awards. One for Alien, which was the first time an actress was nominated for an, for a, an action role, yeah. and then uh, right. two in the same year for for Working Girl and for Gorillas in the Mist. So when you when you got the band back together for Ghostbusters too, like had she had she changed it at all? Was she like more confident as an actress because she had so much more uh, uh, experience and credibility under her belt?
3: Well, she had already made Alien by the time we made Ghostbuster. I think she had. Uh, that's what I remember. But And she'd certainly done uh, Years of, uh, li- year of Living Dangerously, where she was just spectacular. Yes, definitely. Um, I didn't really notice a difference. I mean, I thought she was great in both of the films. I think she was playing a mother in the second film, and I think uh, she really got into uh, playing with the twin babies that sort of made up her child. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, she was very, very comfortable all the time. And and I worked with her a third time in the movie Dave. Where Dave, I, yeah. Where I thought she was just fabulous.
0: Yeah, well, her on Dave, I mean, there, there wasn't too much softness about her character, at least at first with that movie. What was it like working with her again and working with that character in particular?
3: Well, uh, Dave is a much, even though it's humorous, it's a much more serious film, particularly her role, because, you know, she's being cheated on by, mm. the, by her husband, the President of the United States, huh. and halfway through the movie she discovers her, her husband's actually in a coma and uh, the man she thought was her husband was this sort of just this nice guy from uh, from downtown. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, we I remember sitting down with the two actors and just talking about the op- what the opportunities were, the reality opportunities in the, in the story. And she was, as usual, very, very smart uh, about her character. My favorite story off of Dave is that you know, even after we almost finished filming, I was looking at a, a very early cut of the film, and I realized that it was a little premature for Dave and the first lady played by Sigourney to go back into the White House after they'd escaped it, which was sort of in the middle of the movie. And, and it needed one more scene. And we wrote a scene almost on the spot and ended up shooting it a week later. And it was, it's the scene where they sing, Tomorrow, you know, uh, from Annie yeah. on the street of Georgetown. And uh, I remember talking to the great late producer, uh, Ray Stark, who was the producer of Annie, trying to negotiate the rights uh, for that song, to, for them to sing that song. And there, we, we, we were all set up already. We were ready to go. And uh, But he was very kind about it, and we'll finally let to do it. And it turned out to be this very, very lovely scene. I love the cop. One of the cops was played by Gary Ross, who uh, wrote the script, and uh, I, I loved him saying, you know, he, would, he turned to Dave and said, you're pretty good, but you got how to
2: do. Yeah, she's not going to cut it, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: Sigourney's had so many fantastic movies, other than the ones that you've worked with her. What, what are your favorite Sigourney movies, would you say?
3: Um. Well, I'm prejudiced. I like it. <laughs> I think she's done I think she's done wonderfully in everything but yeah. I think there's something about her relationship in Ghostbusters too. I, I just hadn't seen the movie again and you know I just for, I forgot how loving she is to Bill, who's you know as usual plays his cantankerous very very funny character and what makes him so lovable actually is the love that she shows uh, towards him and it makes us love him more. And um, I just, you know, I've always appreciated her as an actress, but having seen it again, some 20 years later, yeah, it just made me love her that much
2: more.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we couldn't love you any more than we do. <laughs> thank you. For taking the time to talk with us on Profiles about your films and about working with Sigourney Weaver. Ivan Reitman, you know, we were just up at the Toronto Film Festival and we saw you. And we were going to ask you on the spot, but we didn't want to bombard <laughs> you while you were at Reitman Square in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. But well, uh um,
3: Thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, did you visit my restaurant in Montecito up in Toronto?
0: Yes, yeah, we did yeah, actually. We did. Yes,
2: yeah. oh, good. That oh, was delicious. I didn't
0: know that was you. <laughs> that is that
2: it's great. Was <laughs> We're learning a lot today on profiles. Ivan Reitman, thank you yeah. again for calling in, and and thank you so much. Have an excellent, excellent day. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye bye. Uh... Bye. So, all right, the high first <laughs> of many high fives today. It's going to be a jam packed high five for profiles today. Ivan Reitman. The He's director so nice. of Ghostbusters. He was yes. so nice. He was so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never would have guessed that Sigourney Weaver had, had done so much training in comedy. Yeah. Before, because, you know, you saw her first as, like, Ripley. And- I
0: wouldn't have guessed that they put in the possession possession stuff because she really wanted to do it i mean that's crazy
2: that's the kind of interview you like you learn something yeah well as we as we know i mean ghostbusters was number five on our list and coming in at number three in our fast five
4: is you know dave it is
2: dave isn't it i can't keep all of this a secret yeah i know
0: uh, Duh, Dave. Dave.
2: <laughs> this movie, also directed by Ivan Reitman, released May seventh, nineteen ninety-three, box office sixty three point three million domestically. That's actually okay because this is a perfect movie. Yeah. It is the Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Of the 90s. That's
0: what I was going to say. Yes, you yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> it feels a lot like uh, the Frank, Frank Capra Frank movie Capra. because it's about, you know, the, the everyman, the honest guy who gets put in this extraordinary situation, having to replace an elected official. And I love those kind of stories where you've got a character at the center who is just so nice and sweet and good and kind and he goes up against a corrupt system.
2: And it's just a it's a wonderful movie. It's funny. it's got a big heart. it's a crowd pleaser it's it's rousing and it's just so charming and and delightful it's infectious.
0: I completely forgot about this movie. Until you suggested it for our fast five and I rewatched it. I was like, it's great. I forgot. I forgot about it. And Sigourney Weaver is a great addition to the cast because even though Kevin Klein is front and center and Kevin's always amazing. Terrific. Yeah. To have Sigourney Weaver as the first lady. And when you first meet her, she's very upset, very bitter at her husband for all the cheating. And then slowly she softens and you get to see the real side of her.
2: You know, who was a big fan of this movie?
0: Bill Clinton. Bill
2: Clinton. (laughs) Oh, yes. doing the same research as always. (laughs) Roger Ebert, also a big fan, said that Kevin Kline and Sigourney Weaver are great at playing characters of considerable intelligence. They bring such particular qualities to their characters that we believe in them every step of the way. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. He
0: also said, when I first heard this storyline, I imagined Dave would be completely predictable. I was wrong. The movie is more proof that it isn't what you do, it's how you
2: do it. It's a great American comedy. And for people listening or watching Profiles right now, if you have not seen Dave, please yeah. rent it, watch it, download it, stream really it, whatever It's really easy to it watch. It's
0: fun. Yeah, it You'll really enjoy is. it. And you know, this was the third time that they worked together, Sigourney and Ivan, because Ghostbusters was 2, two,
2: then Dave. And we got more stories about that. Later in yes. the show. Jason Smith had this to say about Dave. Sigourney Weaver as First Lady Ellen Mitchell steals the show. The subtle but significant changes she portrays through her character holds the movie together. She's strong, vulnerable, stoic, and good-hearted. A full run of emotions, sometimes with little or no dialogue. An amazing performance and just another reason why we love her. Hashtag Film Geek. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Profiles. Hashtag Malona Mance 2016.
0: Uh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, the Fletch93 on YouTube says, (laughs) I bet they won't talk about Working Girl. Well, you were wrong because now we get to The Others.
2: And the first movie we're going to talk about is The Others. Is Working Girl. Is Working Girl. (laughs) I know this is a big movie for you. Yeah,
0: 1988. I love this film. I love Sigourney's character. She's this tough Wall Street woman, Catherine Parker. It's She's like deliciously evil, Oscar nominated mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's a great film.
2: It's a great film. And it's a movie that, that, when you look back, 1988, for it to be not just a movie about female empowerment, but one where you have, I mean, that could have been a man as her boss. Yeah. And it was a woman. Yeah. And she stole the movie, by the way.
0: Exactly. And I remember watching it when I was young, and that's and why I always talk about girls in film, is because you want to see... You know, if you if you can see it, you can be it. Do you want to see these empowering characters on screen. And I remember it really spoke to me.
2: It is a movie that's still to this day it it holds up very well. But when you look back on it, you realize how much of a game changer that was. Yes. And another great film with a strong supporting performance: The Ice Storm.
0: Yeah. 1999.
2: Ang Lee. Lee, Another film where she co-starred with Kevin Kline. This one she played she played Janie Carver. A. a Like the
0: neighborhood. Sexy, yeah, you know, <laughs> seductress. Not a whole lot of, uh, uh,
2: not a whole lot of fidelity going on no. in this movie. Uh, very much a, an early '70s film. Angly, beautiful score in this movie. An amazing, amazing ensemble cast Great about cast. dysfunctional Elijah families.
0: Diane Allen. Yeah, <clears throat> Tobey Ke- Maguire. Yes,
2: yeah, excellent film. And then there's *Eyewitness*. Oh, yeah, 1981. If you've never seen *Eyewitness*, I think this what this might be the first movie she did after *Alien*. Mm-hmm. Lead role. She plays a, a TV commentator. It's a it's sort of a a, a gripping thriller. Uh, it it does feel a little more dated than some of the other movies we've been talking about, but it is a strong performance in early an early film uh, from Sigourney. We were. Definitely worth watching again.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that movie yeah, in a good. long time. What do you got? Also, uh, Avatar. Of
2: course. <laughs>
0: 2009, <laughs> she's the head of the Avatar program. She wants peace with the Navi, teaching them English. I mean, it's such a huge hit, and it was such a nice uh, nod. To her, you know, queen of sci-fi kind of reign to yeah. be in the movie. Plus, get, she get to work with James Cameron again.
2: Again. That's great. And that's going to happen again and again and again because we're making like three movies yeah. back to back. Now, a movie that I love, I'm very curious to know what you think about this film because it gets very polarized, mixed reviews. But I loved it back in 1992. I love it now. It is Alien 3 talk to me <laughs> <laughs> i
0: just i i after the first two i just didn't think that it could really hold up but i do understand there are great moments in it and i think sigourney definitely is a standout in the film she's
2: great yeah in Alien and 3. i do like
0: how her character ripley evolves with every single movie
2: exactly i think but that's what i love about I it but
0: lacked the kind of I think the first alien was and the second and the second they're both so original.
2: they're so great it, it
0: lacked that originality. The
2: first two alien movies are brilliant, absolutely. I completely agree, but what I like about the third movie is how much it's like the first because it's just one alien, yeah, you know the hardest. The most unfortunate thing about Alien 3, directed by David Fincher, yeah, who was that, him. who we love, we profiled him, and we talked about this, actually, on his, on his show, the unfortunate thing with Alien 3 was that it followed Aliens.
0: Yes, that, you, that's the thing. How do you top that? I think if it was a standalone, separate film, it would have been loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But also, you mentioned before, The Year of Living Dangerously, directed yes. by Peter Weir. Excellent film, 1982. Uh, definitely one that's worth watching again. But I also love when she does these sort of cameo supporting performances like in Cabin in the Woods. That's what I was going to (laughs) say.
0: 2012 when she played the director. Once again, nice little nod. Whenever you see her in a sci-fi film, I think she also appeared in Paul. Paul, yeah. So whenever she does those kind of little cameos, I love Um, and Cabin in the Woods is one of the most original horror films I've seen. That's an excellent <laughs> in film. The past ten years, not a, not
2: not a predictable moment in no. that film. <laughs> not and, totally. Yeah,
0: you, you particularly with her character and what she does with the facility, you never saw that coming.
2: Don't forget about her her voiceover cameo in Wally.
0: Oh, that's right. You know, she yeah. had, you know if
2: you listen, you can hear her. So, but what's, what I love is that she doesn't. She if it's a good role, if it's something where she can really contribute. Despite the size, she'll do it. Exactly. And she kills it every time.
0: And she has so many great roles, which is why on our Profiles with Malona Mants Facebook page this week, our profilers focused on the best characters. Oh. So it was Diane Fossey versus Diana Barrett from Ghostbusters. Then Ripley versus Gwen DeMarco. It got down to Ripley versus Diane Fossey. Oh. Who do you think won? Gotta be Ripley. <laughs> Gotta be
2: Ripley. Gotta be Ripley.
0: Ripley, and thanks to Steve Sisu and everyone else at the and uh, our Facebook page who helps to run it.
2: Yo, Steve. It's so
0: great that our Facebook page just kind of has a life of its it own. Because of life of its profilers. own, the
2: profilers are the best. Yes, they're like our friends.
0: And uh, a big hi to Ryan B, who's watching live on YouTube for the first time, as long along with uh, Billy Pollahan and Billy. Danny B reviews and uh, lots of. Yeah, tons of Joshua Price, Tyler Myers, lots of familiar names. I love it.
2: I love it. We love our profilers. Yes, we're profilers. You're profilers. The show is as much for you as it is for us. And then, as we move on, yes, getting to number two on our fast five, yes, that gives us
0: number two is. Just can't imagine not being out with them every day, seeing their faces, hearing them. I'm hooked. I had to wow. take that from the trailer
2: because yeah. there was no clips available.
0: Gorillas, Gorillas in the, in the mist. mist.
2: What a movie released September 23rd, 1988. Directed by Michael Apted. Five Oscar nominations including music, editing, sound, adapted screenplay. Best Actress nomination for Sigourney Weaver the same year she was nominated for Supporting Actress for Working, Working Girl, Girl and also nominated for both Golden Globes on those roles that she won for those. Yep. movie cost $12 million to make worldwide box office Office, 61 million dollars. Another, in addition to Ripley, another extremely strong female character, uh, Diane Fossey, primatologist. Yeah, uh, uh, champion. Interesting
0: story. Yeah,
2: it really is. When you like watching it again, because I, I hadn't seen it since '88. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, first of all, it holds up. Yes. But you just realize just how passionate she was about the mountain gorillas in Rwanda. And they were endangered, and she made a difference.
0: She made a direct difference, and continues to make a difference with her foundation. But that uh, is—it's such a tough story as well. That hours before the producer was supposed to meet Diane Fossey, she was murdered. So crazy, and and Sigourney Weaver I think really did her justice because you really understood Diane Fossey with this this role, and also it sounds like really tough filming, really tough shoot because they had to hike for hours to get to the gorillas and they could only film with the gorillas for about one hour a day. Then uh, not many crew members could go up because they couldn't have too many people around the gorillas. So Sigourney Weaver wore an earpiece for much of it. It just sounds like a really, yeah, tough, (laughs) tough shoot, but it's seamless. And, you know, a funny thing, and I think we we spoke about this off camera, that growing up I used to think it was gorillas in the midst.
2: Yeah, I did too. I did too.
0: (laughs) And then I realized, oh, no, it's in the midst.
2: It's in the midst. Not the midst. Uh, Well, the Washington Post said, at last Sigourney Weaver found a part Cut to her scale. It's a great role for her to pour herself into, and she doesn't skimp. And our, our man, Roger Ebert, it's yep. impossible to imagine a more appropriate choice for this role.
0: Well, a few people on uh, YouTube saying that they haven't seen Gorillas in the Mist before. Midst, I keep saying this. <laughs> in the Mist before. So, uh, yeah, Brian Sudfield said, I've never heard of Gorillas in the Mist. I must be crazy. Uh, Joshua Price says, I have issues with the story, but Weaver is undeniably great. Um... Yeah, fine. It's uh, it's a biopic. People saying, "Oh, the Ryan Oh Nine says I've never heard of this." in Dave, but it's going it's going on my wall of shame. <laughs> people saying they're going to check it out.
2: Definitely check it out. Billy Pollahan, who is watching live, hi Billy. Hi. Powerfile for life. Uh, <laughs> Gorillas in the Mist is one of those movies where you learn about the events that made the film possible, and you become intrigued and inspired by what some people will do to preserve life on this planet. Yeah. Weaver gives a very real performance that shows the more dramatic side of our acting ability. A film I watched with my mom, who happens to look like Sigourney Weaver in the 80s. Well, nice. <laughs> and it's a film that made me appreciate the value of a film uh, and the value of life as the film's ending is very sad, but also shows we as human beings can really make a difference. I love Ellen Ripley, but my favorite Sigourney Weaver her performance and film has to go to this masterpiece. A prolific actress that I and many others look forward to seeing time and time again. Hashtag Film Geek. Hashtag, hashtag Profile for
0: life yeah she definitely showed that maternal side that really sweet side but also toughness as well with this role
2: well speaking of toughness yes not too many directors i gotta tell you this was a career moment a personal moment i agree to talk with this director about sigourney weaver and about our number one movie but for you and me to be talking to James Cameron...
0: Who I feel like should be Sir James Cameron. I yeah. think he should be knighted.
2: <laughs> and we absolutely are going to do a profile on Cameron. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: I mean, I had never spoken to him, I don't think. I think I'd spoken to him once in a round table print interview, but... To talk to him on the phone for profiles about Sigourney Weaver, about Ripley, is yeah, definitely a dream come true.
2: And this is an amazing interview. So let's get right to it. Let's roll <gasps> our interview with James, James Cameron. James Cameron! And right now, joining us on the phone for our profiles on Sigourney Weaver is Oscar winning director James Cameron. Work with Sigourney Weaver. On 1986's Aliens, James Cameron, you are on profiles with Scott and Alicia. Hi, Scott. Hi,
0: Alicia. How are you doing? Thanks We're doing great. Thank you. We're doing so good. Thank you so much for sharing your time. I mean, you not only worked with Sigourney on Aliens, but also with Avatar. Yep. Such a great relationship that you guys have on screen and, and I'm sure a friendship as well. What do you think it is which makes her such a unique actress?
5: Well, you know, I mean, I th- I think she has a kind of unique beauty. I mean, I I think that if you think about if you think about the r- the really interesting actresses out there, like you know Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett, they they don't look like anybody else. They don't look like fashion models. They have a kind of unique face, and I think Sigourney has that. She has that uh, physical strength, the stature, um, but she, you know, I think what people get from her is this sort of piercing intelligence and if you know sigourney she's she's in, in just brilliant as a mm. as a person you know i mean she's she's so uh you know widely read fun to talk to and all that and, but i think she just kind of projects this strength and i don't i don't mean physical strength although she's been physically strong in some of her her roles it's a kind of strength of character of will of of wisdom a strength of the heart emotionally you know and yet she's able to contrast that when she needs to with a, with a vulnerability that lets us into her and makes her human, you know. And uh, I think you add that all up and you get somebody that's, that's pretty unique out there.
2: Yeah. Well, she is definitely unique and also unique is Aliens. came out in 1986, and this is definitely one of those films that in Hollywood history, it is a superior sequel on every level. And this was a something that you wrote, from what we understand, on spec. Is that true?
5: No, not quite. I was hired to write it, uh, but we we hadn't we hadn't officially uh, landed Sigourney yet. So I was writing a script for an actress and built around her character, and uh, and also unbeknownst to me, they told me they had an option and she was locked in and everything was cool. Uh, they being the uh, the other producers on the the film that, that were on Alien, the first film, and then it turned out not to be true. Uh, so. I, it was then. Then everybody turned and looked at me and said, "Okay, you got to go get Sigourney."
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
5: that was the most terrifying meeting of my life. When I drove up, she happened to be in Santa Barbara visiting visiting her mother, and I drove up and and met her up there. And uh, you know, I thought, "Wow, I've I, I just spent the last you know four months of my life writing this script, and now I've got to talk her into doing it." <laughs> and uh, but fortunately, it was a great meeting. She was very warm and welcoming. Uh, you know, I think she was cautious. Uh, she was cautious about going going back and doing a sequel, or reprising that character. And I told her that it was basically a kind of a, a, a mother daughter story. Mm. And maybe because she just happened to be there visiting her mother at the time, that was oh, wow. on her mind. And so that struck a positive chord. She was very concerned about you know gun violence because she's very liberal and gun control and all that sort of thing. And I said, no, 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 there's not going to be too much of that. (laughs) (laughs) Just a a little bit. Just a a little bit and a
0: few (laughs) flamethrowers as well,
1: you know, for good measure.
5: You know, cut to Pinewood Studios, where they're, you know, about to start shooting the film and, and she's sort of read the script again a little more carefully and she says, well, I I do actually do a lot of shooting with a machine gun. And I said, come with me. And I got the armorer to get us a a forty-five Thompson machine gun. And we went out behind Pinewood Studios and she got to fire it. And all of her liberal gun control stuff went right up the window. <laughs> she had this huge grin on her face. She said, oh, well, that's kind of fun, isn't it? I said, well, just remember this moment when you're doing the scene where you're shooting up the alien queen's you know, egg chamber. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's what I love about aliens is Ripley has a whole other layer to her that wasn't in Alien for example, with the machine gun, the first time she shoots it, she gets a shock by by the power of it. She has such a great vulnerability and the maternal instinct as well. Yeah. Was that yeah. always your plan with this character, to add that oh, layer to her?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, look, I was very inspired by, by Ridley's film. I was inspired by Ripley as, as a character, but I wanted to take her someplace farther. I mean, if you think about her in the first film, she's actually kind of pretty off-putting and, and bossy and and okay. difficult to deal with, but you fall in love with her, and you and you go on that journey with her. I thought, okay, so how do I take her further? I, you know, and I, I, had actually written a short story years earlier called Mother, that was about the maternal instinct and an alien creature. And I thought, oh man, I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just create. I'll just. I'll just do an alien queen,
0: and I'll have the,
5: the two basically the two women protecting their children. And it was all
2: about maternal energy, the the, the mother bear.
5: You know?
0: yeah, yeah, get sure. away from her, you, you! Yeah, bitch. I love that. That's the <laughs> right. best line of all.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the, when we were just doing research for the show. It we didn't have to do a lot of research to really zone in on the fact that Ripley is, especially as, as she was established in your film, she really took action heroes, female action heroes, to a whole new level. She became a trailblazing, groundbreaking character and the female action hero by which to this very day all other female action heroes, what few of them there are, Mm. have become judged. How long into the filmmaking process did you realize that this character was going to have such an impact like that?
5: Well, I don't think we realized it when we were making it. I don't think we realized it until the film was completed and people started responding. I mean, the moment that I recall, because we never did any test screenings. It wasn't as common back then, and it was considered kind of a medium-sized movie, not a big blockbuster or anything. And so we never test screened it. So we were at the premiere, which was uh, in in Westwood here in L.A. And um, when when it got to that line, the one that you just quoted, "Get away from her, you bitch," the audience was practically on its feet.
4: Uh, <laughs> <That's so> great! <laughs> and
5: we realized that it, that it worked. You know, yeah. it was actually one of my you know, highlights of my, my career in my mind, because uh. it was the first time I ever got instant positive feedback from an audience that the movie had, had school for it, you know, was yeah. a touchdown.
0: And then you had uh, great feedback from the Academy as well. Oh Yeah, sure. What was it like having Sigourney nominated being the first actress to have uh, an Oscar nomination for an action movie?
5: Right. Well, I mean, it, it's been described variously as the first one for an action movie, the first one for a horror film, yeah. Depending on how you classify it, I've always thought of it as kind of action horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> look, it was it was a, a unique moment in history. I, I felt it was a real victory for the horror, sci-fi, fantasy kind of genre space because um, uh, you simply didn't get uh, Academy Award nominations if you did those kinds of films. They were kind of second-class citizen mm. so it was a victory from a genre perspective and it was a victory for her as you know as an actress being being taken seriously as a um, you know as as an action action figure action icon you know uh, so we were like we were thrilled I was disappointed of course when she didn't win you know all due respect to Marley Maitland but she wasn't acting as much as Sigourney firing a machine gun when she's actually, you know, this liberal gun control
0: freak.
2: <laughs> That's acting. <Yeah. laughs> that definitely is acting. And also, her, the strength of her performance is her vulnerability and her yes. maternal instincts. How was, it, was she working with, with Carrie Hand, who played Newt, and at the, by the same token, how did she interact with the rest of the cast, particularly Bill Paxton, who is sort <laughs> of a, a, a scene stealer in this movie?
0: Man.
5: <laughs> he, is a, he is a scene stealer. Well, you know, like Sigourney's very professional. And uh, and you know she got along very well with all the other cast members, and you know I don't remember any off-screen I don't remember partic- particularly any off-screen interaction with with Bill positive or negative, um, but I remember with Carrie, uh, she became kind of her surrogate mom on set, and Sigourney kind of adopted Carrie and was very protective of Carrie. Wanted to always make sure that not only was she physically safe, but that she was emotionally safe. You know, it was her first film. I think it was actually her first film and her last film. Um, and that that she was, you know, that she was being cared for and not overlooked and that sort of thing. And I think that that was really helpful for Carrie, that Sigourney was there for her.
0: Yeah, it's a great relationship. And then, of course, you got to work with Sigourney again on Avatar. How right. was it a second time around after all that time?
5: Well, it was great. I mean, you know, because, you know, we'd both gone on and we were successful. We were coming back to it from a from a position of strength, and really just from, from kind of friendship. I mean, the funny thing is, it, it took me a second to 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 realize that she was actually right for the character I had written. I didn't sort of write it for her, but then just the light bulb went on one day, and I said, oh, Sigourney should play this character. And I, I think subconsciously I had resisted it, because she had done science fiction before, and here was a... Here was an, a a character on an alien planet, you know, dealing with aliens. Of course, they were good aliens this
1: yep. time around. <laughs> um,
5: and I thought, oh man, you know, this is going to feel tired for her. And 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 I, and I thought, don't be stupid. I just kind of slapped myself and said, she's perfect for for Grace. And so you know, I called her up and I said, I've got a character. I think you're going to really like her. And uh, and Sigourney just jumped in with both feet. She loved it. We went to. Hawaii and we tromped around in the jungle and and in the rainforest there and and we did a lot of kind of sense memory um experimentation to to sort of figure out how she was going to play her character walking around in the rainforest that was actually just a gray performance capture stage you know where she's wearing a black leotard uh you know so she, I think she likes anything with a challenge to it yeah.
2: And, and we know you like a s- challenge too. <laughs> yeah, well, I
5: like challenges too.
2: <laughs> well, listen, we are, I, I got to be honest with you. I, you know, we've been doing profiles for more than a year now. And this has been such a very, very special day for us, personally yes. and professionally. Thank you so much for calling in and for talking with us thank about Sig- the great Sigourney And Lier. we're going to
0: profile you too. So. Yes. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs>
5: okay. All right, well, thanks for that. And yeah, thanks for doing this thing on Sigourney. She's thank amazing. You.
2: All right. Thank you thank so much you. and have a great day. Okay. Yeah. YouTube. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Kind of amazing. Kind of amazing. That <laughs>
2: gets a high ten.
0: High ten. High ten <laughs> for Lord
2: and on profiles. Well,
0: I've been um, li- watching all the YouTube comments, and some people were like they should be doing high tens, and other people saying I don't think I can handle high tens. <laughs> Sorry, that yes. deserves a high ten because we spoke to Sir James Cameron. We should start a petition because he is amazing. He is
2: amazing. I mean. We spoke to James Caron.
0: I know, crazy.
2: What? And that's the just... The prepper. Uh, the hits just keep on coming. It's amazing. That brings us to our number one movie.
0: Our number one movie, which is kind of a cheat because we're going to talk about two movies. Take it away.
4: Get away from her, you bitch! Yes! <laughs> Yeah. Aliens. Aliens.
2: And where are going to
4: choke.
0: Alien. Alien. <laughs> but not Aliens yeah, You can't have <laughs>
2: one without the other. They're both great. Aliens came out July 18th, 1986, directed by our guest we just spoke with, James, James Cameron. Cameron. And Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, came out May 25th, 1979. The tagline on the poster for Alien was, In Space.
0: No, no one, one can, can hear, hear you scream. scream. It's on my t- oh, T-shirt. It's
2: on t- your T-shirt. Yep. The tagline for Aliens, this time it's war. I didn't know that Oh, that's there a good go. one, isn't but it? But that
0: is exactly the way to describe the two movies yep. because Alien, like you were saying before, is definitely a horror film just set in space. It has all the horror conventions. Yep. And that made it something different because it wasn't like a Halloween or a Freddy Krueger. It was in space with an alien. Whereas Aliens is a great action movie. It's nonstop from start to finish, and it has all those great little James Cameron touches in there.
2: It's also an allegory for Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, that's what made it so great, is that the might and the power of these space marines that's wasn't true. enough for the aliens who were... that the, the humans were instantly overpowered, mm-hmm. and it was disturbing. It does
0: feel like a war movie.
2: It one. absolutely does. And it, like the main spaceship was shaped like a like the rifles that they were using. Yeah. Seven Oscar nominations for Aliens, including score for the late great James Horner, Best Actress for Sigourney Weaver, two Oscar wins for sound effects and visual effects, cost $18 million, which is like peanuts. Uh, (laughs) Box office was $180 million worldwide. Alicia, Aliens. Is a perfect movie. Yes, yeah. it's one of the best sequels ever made. It is one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, yeah. and it is the Citizen Kane of oh. alien movies.
0: Yes, there you go. There you
2: go. There Can't you... let that go. God.
0: Everything's the Citizen Kane. <laughs> So then, I was going to ask whether you preferred Alien or Aliens, but I guess I have my answer.
2: Well, I prefer. They're, it's a tough call because they're, they're both, both great
0: and very different,
2: and they're both perfect for completely different reasons. Now, the first one is just so so intense and atmospheric, and, slow and it's like it's, it's, like it's like such a
0: slow burn. The tension that builds, I cinematography,
2: love that. the production design, the fact that you don't really get a good look at the alien until the very end—it's yeah. like Jaws in that way. Yeah, but then there's Aliens, which it definitely feels like a more action packed film but there's still an uh, an awful lot of setup yeah, and character development a lot development, of character yeah a yep. lot of character and that's what i like about and it
0: and i really love ripley in aliens because of all the reasons we we're talking to james cameron about with the extra layer of vulnerability on top and the maternal like i loved in alien that she was just one of the crew members wasn't a big deal that she was a woman up in space she was like one of the truck (coughs) workers alongside them blue collar worker and then aliens i liked how she was the one that was scared because she had seen the horrors before and then she also wanted to protect newt it's it's such a complex character and it's such a shame that um it's been so many years since we've been talking about this like one great character, where's the others yeah where are the <laughs> where are
2: the others Well you know, just we were talking about uh l l e bonds from edge of tomorrow, yeah, but again we should we should we should okay. have a hard time remembering all of them, yeah. not trying to come up with some that stand alongside ripley
0: exactly and aliens is so much fun to watch i watched it on the plane a few weeks ago and had a great time yeah. rewatching watching it yeah. i was just like engrossed in it the entire time it changed the action genre
2: definitely did and
0: definitely sigourney's character changed the, the maybe, action genre it came out in
2: 1986 but it could have come out today And looking exactly like it does because special effects are practical. There's no CGI. They look great. But it is just a perfect movie. It holds up so well. Nothing about aliens is dated. Yes. And the New York Times. Sarah
0: Ridley Scott. Someone says that's true.
2: Yeah. uh, the, The New York Times said it's a flaming, crashing Flashing blow-em-up show that keeps you popping from your seat. Time Magazine said a sequel that exceeds its predecessor while giving Sigourney Weaver new emotional dimensions to explore.
0: Joshua Price on uh, YouTube says, we were debating which one they would choose, and they just chose both. (laughs) (laughs) And Tyler Myers says, Alien is the Citizen Kane of sci-fi horror films, and Aliens is the Citizen Kane of sci-fi action films.
2: Can't let that go.
0: Can't let that go. Can't let that go. Now, Rachel Cushing, who we love, and I got to hang out with her the other night, and she sends her love. We spoke about how great the profile's community is and how now... You know, you get to talk to people from all over the world. Just before on YouTube, actually, I was seeing how everyone was saying where they were from around the world. We've got people watching, you know, from Leeds. We've got people watching from Adelaide, people watching from New Zealand. Nice. Plus all around the States. I mean, that makes me so happy. But Rachel <laughs> says, Ripley is simply iconic as the woman. We all hoped we would be in her situation. You know, if we ever find ourselves fighting grotesque aliens on a foreign planet. Ultimately, it boils down to watching a character, man or woman, who does the heroic thing despite being scared or having the odds stacked against them. Sigourney Weaver shows Ripley's fear, but then conquers it in order to do what needs to be done, and then she literally kicks ass in a way that makes me stand up and cheer every time. She kicks ass physically, mentally, and emotionally, and is the standard by which I compare all female roles in movies. So let's keep this trend going, Hollywood, because we all deserve these types of heroines.
2: Hashtag girls in film. Girls in film. Woohoo! Woo. Well, you know... We could give Rachel Cushing the last word, but I think we should give the last word to our guest of honor herself.
0: Maybe the last person to speak on Profiles should be Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney about Weaver? About Sigourney
2: Weaver. I mean, you're going to have Ivan Reitman, you're going to have James Cameron, <gasps> and you're going to have Sigourney Weaver. Woo! All of them called in the Profiles. This is definitely a very, very, very special episode of Profiles. Let's hear this amazing interview with Sigourney right now. Roll it. And joining us right now is our guest of honor. We are so happy and proud and excited to be joined by our profile, Sigourney Weaver. Thank you so much for calling in and joining us on your show.
4: Well, it's my pleasure. Thank
0: you for inviting me. It's such a thrill to get to talk to you. Uh, We're both huge fans of your work. Do you remember the first time that you caught the acting bug? What
4: age? Well, I think I was... Pretty young. I think I was a horrible little ham. When I was little. And uh, I can just remember, you know, some disgraceful performances in school productions where I, you know, really was, you know, I, I had a wonderful time. Um, but I think I really, you know, uh, I was much more of a ham then, for instance, than I am now. Now I, I, I try to be, you know, less is more, but at the time, when I was little, I think I played the Cheshire Cat, like, you know, like Simon Doonan, and I, you know, I used to just go for it, and I thought it was so funny that the other kids were, um, like, retiring, and then I think once I got to be older, I I actually wanted to be a journalist, and I, I studied, you know, literature at school, and I sort of kept doing drama on the side, and frankly, I'm as surprised as anyone that I kind of backed my way into this career because I, I always enjoyed it so much. I didn't really want to make a profession out of it. I don't yeah. <laughs> I know strange logic, but in the end, I kept working with friends and things like that, and one thing led to another, and I finally thought, well, I guess I'm making a living, so I think I can say I want to be an actor. Yeah.
2: Well, we're glad you backed into this because <laughs> just so early on in your big screen career, uh, within a couple of years of making your debut, you scored the role of a of a lifetime—one that has such an impact as Ripley in 1979's Alien. So, so the first question really is like, how did you come to be cast as Ripley? And Ridley Scott, his his one of his first movies too. What was it like working with him?
4: Oh yes, well I was very lucky. Really, Alien is my first film. I um I I. I can't really understand how I got it, but I—I <laughs> I wasn't very interested in film at that point. I was working a lot in the theater, and frankly, doing a lot of comedy. And I think I was on a short list of New York actors for Ridley to see, um, and I ended up going to the wrong place for the interview. Role, <laughs> you know, I was wearing these sort of hooker boots over blue jeans, but I must have been about eight feet tall, honestly. (laughs) And, um, anyway, we had this wonderful meeting and he showed me all these pictures of the Giger drawings of the alien. And I, I, I realized I'd never seen a movie that looked anything like this. And I'd never met anyone like Ridley who was so passionate about what he was going to do. And, um, Again, I think my lack of, you know, sort of my lack of interest in the, in the movies was a big asset to me because I didn't seem desperate at all. I was just like, hmm, this is interesting. You know? <laughs> and so I, I, you know, I ended up being screen tested for it. I think I was the only one they screen tested, yeah. and um, I just feel very fortunate that that Ridley decided it should be me
2: wow
0: yeah such a great character um, and then you had another great character with dana barrett from uh, ghostbusters <laughs> what was it like working with ivan reitman and bill murray we we're just talking to ivan and he said that you and bill had such a great connection on screen
4: well i think we did you know he's such a lovely guy bill um and uh from the moment we met we had so much fun and um I loved the part. I think I tried to push the part more uh, so that I could be really possessed. (laughs) In fact, I was a bit disappointed that that Ivan was going to get a special effect dog to be the dog. I, do that, you know? <laughs> I was used to off-off Broadway where there's no money for every, anything, so actors had to do it all, you know. <laughs>
2: well, so. when, when we were talking to Ivan Reitman, he told us something we didn't really know, which is that you had such a, a huge comic background while you were studying acting. I mean, the first time we really saw you on the big screen were these serious roles, and a lot of people didn't realize that you had, you had done so much training in comedy.
4: I know, it's so funny because after you do a role like Ripley, no one thinks of you for a comedy, ever. (laughs) I had to really prove to Ivan uh, that I could do it, you know. And I think it sort of helped me in his mind that Dana was a sort of serious character who has this (laughs) hidden zany side. Um, It was a wonderful job. Those guys were just so... Generous and so brilliant, and it was just um, the most wonderful, witty, heartfelt script. And I was so proud to be in it.
0: And Ripley, back to Ripley. You went back with to the character. How did uh, James Cameron convince you to play her again? Did he have to do much
4: convincing? Well, you know, in those days, you didn't really do sequels. So Fox actually wasn't interested. I don't think in doing a sequel. Jim Cameron wrote that script on spec, and he was actually meeting the producers about another movie, and he said, you know, I've written a script for a sequel to Alien. And so they read it, and so it was such a tremendous story and such an amazing part mm. um, with so many different levels in it. And uh, and so there was no convincing to be done. I just <laughs> thought, wow. I mean, it was you know these movies are they're pretty grueling but it was it it's all of its underpinnings you know what it was about yeah it was so moving to me oh, yeah. and um i think that's one of the reasons it it holds up well yeah it, it, and
0: i love the new layers to ripley in aliens as well the maternal instinct is oh, fantastic you totally. know
4: he he took the original character and i think gave it so much so much more depth and um and as you say, the scenes with Newt, you know, yeah. are a whole other Ripley. And so I, I, felt incredibly fortunate both times that I was working with guys who really loved women and loved yeah. actresses and and felt, you know, had, you know, had daughters and, you know, so they were all, or all four women, being as powerful as they are. I love it.
2: Well, I have to say, you know, when we were going over the show sigourney we were just marveling at just how much of a trailblazing character ripley was and still is and this was your first oscar nomination also the first time that a woman was nominated for a performance in an action film i mean did you have any idea or when did you realize that ripley was going to be seen as such a trailblazing game-changing role for women
4: um, you know, I think some of that was happening from the first one, but I think what Jim did building on the sort of, to me, sort of an everyman character, only she happens to be a woman. Um, just, you know, he's such a great writer and his there's something so primal about his movies and I think that, that um, you know, people were very swept up by the story and it sort of pushed the the story really from this sort of genre science fiction into drama, into, you know, into a bigger canvas. And so I think I, I think that I was very fortunate to have uh, the support of the Academy for for getting a a nomination for a role like that. And I'm sorry it hasn't happened more since. Because I think There are some great roles in these movies. They're not, you know, they're not just about shooting off a lot of guns. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, if you have a good script, you know.
0: Yeah, I totally totally agree. (laughs) You're speaking my language here. (laughs) And then, of course, you had such another amazing year when you were nominated both for Working Girl and Gorillas in the Mist. How was that whole experience for you that year?
4: Well, I was doing Ghostbusters too, so the boys teased me constantly <laughs> about being a double nominee. And Ivan used to say, "Bring on the double nominee!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it was. It was. They were very sweet, and they were, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was sort of astonished. You know, actors we're so lucky when we have a chance to play such two very different roles in such two very different stories, and especially, frankly, the privilege of pa- playing someone as complex as Diane Fossey, yeah. uh, which I was quite terrified to do. I'd never played anyone real, you know, and I, I wasn't able to meet her because she had been murdered at yeah. this point. And yeah. um, it seemed like a huge responsibility to me um, to be able to tell the truth about this woman um, who I've always felt was a little more comfortable with animals than she was with people. And every time I spoke to anyone about Diane, um, any friend, the next person would tell me the exact opposite about her. So it was very difficult. And in the end, I felt like the gorillas sort of taught me everything I needed to know about Diane because she loved them so much, I think they were her family. And I understood that because they accepted me so... Simply, and I always felt she was kind of watching over me well, um, when, when as, we, I, yeah. as I as worked on this. Yeah.
2: When we when we do our shows, we always go back and we rewatch all of these movies. Sometimes we're we're watching movies we haven't seen since they came out. And Gorillas in the Mist, honestly, was one of them. I saw it back in '88 when mm-hmm. it came out. You know, I thought Michael Apted did a did a wonderful job directing that movie, and it still and holds up. it straight. still holds up so so well, and and I just was. Couldn't wait to just talk to you about the challenges that you had to do in playing Diane Fossey. I mean, be, you know, it just looked like it was a hard shoot to do, and and how much of the gorillas that you worked with were were real.
4: Well, well, first of all, thank you. I'm glad to hear that you think it holds up because I haven't seen it for many years either. <laughs> um, and I I, w- I just have to say one thing, which is I still work with the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, and I feel I feel. Um, Quite sure that we have helped Diane's cause and all of our cause really in helping um, protect and conserve the mountain gorillas. There are more mountain gorillas now in the Virunga area than than there were about twice as many than there were when when Diane was alive, and it's quite a miracle. And I I have to credit the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. They've just done an amazing job of of Working with the Rwandans and 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 making the gorillas their sort of responsibility, and it's just been a wonderful experience working with that organization. So, um, yeah. but I think for the gorillas, I was mostly with her gorillas. I, I the only time that the gorillas are not real is when they're being hunted uh, by poachers. Then we used uh, a couple of. People in suits. The rest of the time, the the group I'm with is actually Diane's study group five, which I think now I think it was 25 when I was with them, and now it's 50. Wow! Mm. And oh, wow. most recently, one of the you know younger gorillas, Kansby, who's named Kansby because during, Diane thought it was a girl, turned out to be a, g- a male girl <laughs> <laughs> named be But um he's the he's the silverback and he's the silverback of a group of 50 which is pretty amazing but you know i was so fortunate i went up every other day to be with them and honestly it was one of the most glorious experiences of my life there mm. if if anyone has a chance to go to rwanda and and go out and see the gorillas it is absolutely I can't even describe it. It's it was a it's a transcendental experience honestly because they're so like us but in a way they're kind of better than we are because <laughs> they don't make war and right. you know, they're so kind of primeval and noble and uh you just spend time with them. It's one of the most peaceful things I've ever done. Mm. And they are they have about ninety seven percent of the same genes that we have. So they're very close to us and I, I always I felt it was so fascinating to to be with them, and I felt so grateful that, you know, for the most part, I was accepted. There were a a couple of days where I had a, a, you know, an uneasy time of it, you know, once I was struck down by a charging gorilla and things like that. But none of it sort of got in my way because I had such an important story to tell.
2: Well, we are so, so grateful for you calling in to Profiles. This was such a an honor and a privilege and you know, just hearing you talk about your films, especially Gorillas in the Mist just now, it just gave me the chills and 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 we can't wait for you to watch the show when it's assembled. We really think you're gonna love it. We hope we did right by you and your career.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it.
4: Well, you guys are so kind. I really appreciate it, and I, I certainly will will look for it. And I'm, I'm so glad you love the movies as yes. much as you do. We, we definitely do. do. Have a
2: wonderful, wonderful evening and a great week.
4: Thank you. I will. Thanks so much. Thank bye. you so much, Sigourney.
2: Bye bye. Bye bye.
4: Woo! Another oh, high
0: five. This. Yeah. Yes. Is how we roll. This has been an amazing episode.
2: Amazing episode and again.
0: Yeah, Andrew Whitby bucks. on uh, YouTube sums it up perfectly about Sigourney Weaver. What a lovely, down to earth person, beautiful, intelligent, and humble. Very, very true. And I also want to give a shout out to everyone on YouTube who are now suggesting Profiles Con, where we go and travel to places and, and meet up with profilers and we
1: love that talk idea. movies.
0: Maybe we have to do a Profiles Con.
2: Maybe we have to go to cons like New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con yes. or WonderCon and do Profiles live on stage. What I do you like think of that?
0: I like that. And we were, we were planning a, a fan meetup in uh, Toronto, but the film festival was so busy. Yeah. But we <laughs> We'll definitely try and do more meetups. We'd love to meet you guys in person and have you guys meet each other because it is a really nice community and everyone's really supportive and I love that.
2: Yes, very very supportive. Before we go, Alicia, we're going to take care of business one last time. Do it. Okay, let's start with iTunes. Go. Go to <laughs> iTunes. Subscribe to profiles. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Even if you're watching the show on YouTube. Please go to iTunes and rate and review us. We need these ratings and reviews. Speaking... If you want, if you want
0: us to come profiles Con, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better rate us.
2: <laughs> and definitely go to YouTube dot com backslash popcorn talk network subscribe to the video version of our show please share it with your film friends have them share it with their film friends so we can go viral please uh, make sure you go to our facebook page which is profiles with malone and mance like our facebook page join in on the brackets let us know what movies you love and why we do read your comments on the air you can see that and Mm -hmm. again go to twitter follow us on twitter at alicia malone at movie mance at Alicia Malone, at MovieMance, at Alicia Malone, <laughs> at MovieMance.
0: It gets longer every day.
2: Boy, does it feel great to be back on Profiles. And I just want to say, Leash, thank you for being such a very, very dear friend. Aww. I thank you for being such a dear family to me.
0: Aww. You are the best. Family. We're yes. not friends. We're family. And Scott, thanks for being a superhero. Yes. Saving your brother's life. It's an incredible family. thing that you did. And I'm so glad that you're back in one piece. Who needs two kidneys? And kiddies? looking great. And uh, this is a great kiddies? episode. So let's yes. quickly recap our Fast Five for Sigourney Weaver.
2: Coming in at number five Ghostbusters. is Ghostbusters. Number four, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Number three, Dave. Dave. Number two, Gorillas, Gorillas in the, in the mist. mist. Number one, Aliens, aliens and Alien. Aliens. <laughs> I close my book.
0: That That's means we're sign. done.
2: We are done. And we will be joining you again Much, much sooner than you think for another brand new episode of Profiles. Until next time, bye! Bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.
3: The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.